we are on topic no matter what we're saying. We're on topic. Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Caleb? I was like, that's was like, a thought people, experiment. What is like, Caleb? Where being is on Caleb? top of Caleb is a situation that sometimes <laughs> is worthwhile. I'm just saying. Happy little screams. Season two. Let us in. Okay, he's dead. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. Welcome to the Happy Little Screams podcast, season two. It's it's a dangerous thought experiment. It's like you know the idea of don't think of the uh, the white elephant in the room. Yeah. The moment you think about it, you lost the game. I thought of the game White, El- White Elephant for Christmas. Oh, yes. That was oh, fun. Yeah, I, I also thought of this. A little. A no, little. That is beautiful. Uh, that is really cool. Well, mm. I got it at a Goodwill or something. I just was like, oh, yes, that's fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's just fun, terrifying thought experiments. When I'm sober, I'm boy, actually boy. much better at, uh, like, staying on topic. But like, this is a happy little scream, so I guess it doesn't really need yeah. to be on topic. I mean, like I said, uh, if you if you listen to any of our uh, podcast episodes, yeah. we start talking about one thing, and by the end, you forget what it is that uh, we started talking about. Although uh, a couple that I've edited recently, we stayed on topic for about 40, 45 minutes, which was which is interesting, and we're getting better. Technically, the topic of this episode is talking to Caleb, so we are on topic no matter what we're saying. We're on topic, Caleb. Caleb, (laughs) (laughs) who is Caleb? I was like, that's a thought experiment. What is Caleb? Being on top of Caleb is a situation that sometimes (laughs) is worthwhile. I'm just saying, for whoever's (laughs) listening, you know, if you're very cute and you know you have a great place that you want a little princess to come and do the lord's work just let me know it'd be great should should we put your email in the show notes they can dm me on oh, no. uh, instagram i get about i get about uh, mm, it depends it depends on the day but usually like weekends i'll get maybe like 20 to 30 messages inbound friend requests nudes all sorts of things and, and most of them just looked at my picture but i i mean i I am using my current physical form to attract attention, but it's like that's how I got an agent. Um, okay, I, you know, I just nice. Yeah, like I certainly, I certainly think that you know you you got to work with what you got. But eh, I have never understood world. nudes or why people send nudes or request nudes because you can't touch it. You can't smell it you can't you know there's no you can look at it (laughs) yeah yeah but what's that gonna do it doesn't have a physical proximity you know it's worthless i need physical Uh, proximity that is on uh that is not true sean because if that was true then there would be no pornography on the internet that's true that's true pornography is interesting because on the one hand i like it because it it does probably there's very low risk of spreading any kind of like viral thing around but I uh, I find that it's not teaching me anything different. There probably are instances where porn pornography is insightful 
and teaches you new positions. And I certainly am a sex positive individual. I've had sex with hundreds of people, but part of the reason I have had sex with hundreds of people is because I just don't really have a thing for porn much rather use my charm and hygiene practices and in mind to seduce people, not, not in a malicious way. I try to do it in an honest way, which is like, Hey, like, the guy I messaged at the Christmas party, I sent him a little video. I, I wrote him a little song on the piano and I just like passed him a little love note. And I was like, I like being around people I'm attracted to. If you are free, let me know. Like, I just don't know how to do it other than that. And he said, it was this is the most wholesome thing. thing I've heard all week. I'm well, that's how people wanna... used to communicate and, and interact. And I still do. Now, I now, still do now that we have all these apps and everything, you don't have that type of communication between people anymore then make it so i command you <laughs> that is a magic wand sir and i pointed it right at you even though wait wait where's 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 the 101 it's you're actually this way <laughs> you're over that way don't tell them where i live <laughs> like, they don't know where you live i well, got know. three million people they're watching right? you, Tim. they're watching you right now outside your window I know, and I. Dun, keep, dun, I dun, 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 how are dun. you? How is your your rise to fame going to happen unless they know about the real you? I'm the asking real that. you, huh? Mm, I'm asking that question because I'm releasing. I I published ten years ago about eight nine books, and I realized I didn't have a proper editor, so I took them down and thought I'll get the money, I'll get the proper editor, and I'm in the process of getting them back up, but getting people to actually see the stuff you put out is the most difficult process in the world. I've heard that an effective strategy, you may already know this, but is to release the first book of your series for free. Mm. So that way they can have the opportunity to download it for free. They may start reading it. If it's good, if they're curious about it, then they'll read the second one. Now, the reality is I don't think our books or our creations are for everyone. So Maybe, maybe you did. You wrote a bunch of books that no one wants to read. Like, that's the fear. But at the end of the day, so what? Like, so what? That's not the fear that's keeping me from writing. I don't think what's keeping me from writing is I just don't feel supported in it right now. Like, I don't feel like that is where my energy needs to go in order to survive comfortably. Like, it's Mm -hmm. actually more important for me right now to, to like, like go to coffee today with my potential new roommate to be like, Hey, let's have a conversation. Like a six months is a bigger commitment than I'm usually willing to commit. I'm just like, I, I have hesitation, but maybe if I'm at a place where my needs are met, I'm comfortable and I don't have existential battles just to go to work, you know, <laughs> I might, I might be more creative, but I mean, emotionally, I support all of your endeavors, especially with your writing, because I've 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 read your writing. But you also have a huge presence on uh, Instagram and like Facebook. Uh, is uh, all your Facebook stories? Those come from Instagram, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you have a huge presence. You have a huge enough six thousand people, maybe. <laughs> but, 6, I mean, that, well, that's more than what we have as far as presence. But that's yeah. not necessarily what I mean. I mean, like you just exude, you like jump off the page. Is what animated, I mean. animated, very uh, animated, but charisma. engaging, interesting. Like it's it's something that's that's worth watching. You yeah. know, so very I think I think you have, a, you have a lot to offer in that in that general field. Well, the the thing is, like, and I believe I believe that 
I have limitations. Like I, if I'm allowed to be myself and to just be honest, if somehow that is valuable, like if there's like instances like this, oh my God, like I could do this a lot and I wouldn't have tons of energy. I could talk to tons of different people. But yeah, I'm also incredibly gifted at acting. Like I studied theater. So of course, as long as, long as it's maybe not Shakespeare because it's just so much work to memorize that. I, 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 What's I this kind passe? of prefer a page. Every, everybody does Shakespeare. Everybody does Shakespeare. Do something well, original. I, I, think it, I think it's incredibly amazing that they can recite like very complicated, hard lines. Like I'm sure that if I, if I was to do a Shakespeare play justice, it could take me a year to prepare for it. Like that's how elaborate and wonderful these, this, he is a genius. He's, he's a philosopher. He's, he's probably an amalgamation of multiple people like maybe Jesus was. I don't know. But there's something about, there's something about truly communicating well that, I really want to do. I really am curious about it, but it's so, it's so hard to say, oh, this is what someone should do, or oh, this is the right thing because of another set of circumstances. Like for instance, I'm a vegan. That means I don't eat animals, but do I think it's wrong to eat animals? No, I don't think it's wrong because I hope when I'm an old sickly creature, something comes along and just ends my life really quickly. I, I like the idea of not having a drawn out suffering process. Of course, for me, I'd like it to be a shot of morphine, you know, because I'm in a lot of pain and I'd like the pain to stop. Like that's much more palatable for me. And I don't see any reason why that's not happening for everyone. Like yeah. let's do it. Let's find a way as a society to invite death to have its proper unafraid place at the table because Saturn is what archetype that represents in astrology. And I have Saturn in like first place in my chart, like death and the occult reality of just like, there is an end and a beginning kind of a, a reality. Like Saturn to me is the rule that if I let this cup go, it will shatter on the ground unless by some miracle the yoga mat prevented it. Like Saturn upholds the laws and the laws are you're going to die, you're going to die and I'm going to die. It's just how it is. How do I live with that? Well, you can't, it isn't possible without it. It is what, what you seem to be saying, Tim, am I wrong? Like you're saying wow. that like pain is part. It's like, it's just what it is. Like death is what makes life possible. It's the canvas for life. It's the black hole. It, it, I, I'm just trying to free associate, but it's, I have a hard time living in a reality with death and pain and destruction. Like, but something about this experience about our universe seems to be supportive of it. Um, maybe AI is our way out, but I honestly don't remember suffering before I remembered I was a thing that was separate from other things so maybe death oh. is just peace suffering could also just peace. be uh your perception of how things happen i mean just because you feel pain doesn't necessarily mean it's a you know physically pain uh or anything like that like you can you can put that on yourself but but i i'm, I'm i i don't i i don't know if uh um what i mean is is quite come across because i i feel like you need the yin with the yang like if you were in a world, like if you were born and you were in a world where 
You never got a, a bruise or a scratch. Nobody ever said anything painful to you. Um, you got everything you wanted when you wanted it. Um, all the food that you ever tasted, um, like had a, a, a good palate. Like you never tasted anything. You're like, oh, that's disgusting or anything like that. Like, how would you know you like it? Like if you never experienced dislike. Did you just supply the backstory for my character. So I'm this mushroom <laughs> salesman who has never experienced anything that they haven't loved because in the Fae that there's this reality where it's like. That's fun. Yes. I have everything I need right now to go into tomorrow night prepared. I, I would like to swerve into, I'm, I'm very obsessed with a lot of Eastern cosmologies and coming out of India, you have this idea of the Godhead where the one source of all things that are and ever will be is very bored if it's just one thing. So it creates a theater by splitting itself into all the characters and experiencing itself through all these different roles. How and that you be bored if you weren't? What do you mean? How could you be bored if you weren't? Like if you didn't exist, how can you be bored like, that's the thing is I don't necessarily buy into that because in order to be bored, you must have become. If you, So Krishnamurti, I think he's sort of an interesting figure. He says that defense is the first act of violence. I think that that's connected. Like, I did not choose, to my knowledge, to be born. I have spiritual teachers saying, oh, yes, you did. We chose it. I, I Caleb Ego, was like, I did not choose this. My parents had sex. My, so essentially what I've just said then is the part of me that identifies with this body, with the fact that I come from my parents as like, I didn't choose to be put here. But if I realize that on some singularity level, the universe, all that is somehow over millions of years did indeed choose you right now to be. And it's, it's undeniable. I can't leave it. There's no escape from this place. Like, I am trapped here. I'm trapped here in your world. But, like, there's a sense that, like, I, I'm not, I know that I'm not in the screen only. You're experiencing me in another place. Like, I get that the universe is vast and large. But I wouldn't know how to leave what is. I am what is. There is no way out away from what is for me. That's what having, uh, I think, this very like auspicious astrological moon Venus conjunction in Taurus at like the sign of its like glory or whatever the fuck that means in the house of God. Like there's all of this stuff. Like it's it's right up there. It's that's there is no escaping this reality. Like it that that that's saturn to me that's like the upholder of the limits and death and and death is like what makes it all everything it's, it's there's no, what does osho say he says that there isn't life and death there's life death like stop viewing those as separate things like you have to integrate those two sides but it's it's are you really separate from your experience? I surrender to it. Like, and I think that people call that God. And I, I agree. Like God is what I experience. Like it is, it is uncontestable. 
the will of it is what it is. So I, if I'm going to stay here in this realm, I'm going to either get on board with what I know to be true and try to evolve and try to make something of it or not. But like, there is no way around it. It's inescapable. That to me, that to me is like the big thing, the thing that can't be named. It, it's, I don't want to say like Voldemort, but like, it's <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm not making that connection, but it's Zalibufois is my word. I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you the little video I made about it. Because I make like a minute video basically like every other day. Probably. <laughs> I make many millions of films. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you got to know me. I feel like I kind of I guess that was the point, but it does seem it does seem like part of the joy of doing the work that I do is that for a moment, I don't have to really consider how I'm doing things and what I have going on. Part of the joy of it is um, getting to explore other people and their stories. And then at the end of it, I am left with mine again. <laughs> it's, it's a recurring theme, but it's, it's certainly just one of 7 billion. And I wish I wish I could do it for free, but I am trying to survive. So at least as of this point, I do charge like 60 bucks. But it seems pretty fair for like... Yeah, I keep telling yeah. you that I don't think that you charge enough. Yeah. Well, but how do, I, how do I make more until more people buy it? Like, that's kind of what I'm saying about your book. Like, give the first book for free, see if it gets a buzz, and then charge $4.99. And then normally like each each one gets more expensive or something normally i agree with that but you are not uh looking at yourself like one of the big pharma companies like you're not looking to have repeat customers you're legitimately looking to help people which means you're not going to have a lot of repeat customers you don't you don't fit into the capitalist system you're not a profitable market because you're trying to actually do something that makes your customers not have to come back to you <laughs> yeah i've never had a repeat client which yeah. is good on a human scale, well, but not good on a profit scale. But that's why it has to be about word of mouth, though, because I mean, yeah. the role of guru is, or the role of shaman. My podcast is, I, I don't want to compete against you guys' podcasts. You no, mind there, is no, okay. Caleb, there is no okay. such thing as competition here. We're, yes. we're here to bring everybody up. So whatever you have to promote, promote it, dude. Well, that's very nice. Well, the whole reason I have it, A, is because you told me about Anchor, I think is what it was. But yeah, there was, um, I just basically recorded stoned ramblings, much like these are, except I did it alone at a park. And I did it, I think I've done it three times. And then essentially, I posted one of them on my Facebook and I got offered a play, but the, the guy ended up being someone who it was a play and I had to be naked on stage. And I read the, the script and I was like, I'm going to be naked on stage. Like the play should actually be good. So then I started to take a look at the script to rewrite it to see if I could actually like be in it and feel justified about it. And that was the day he took me to an interview. I'm not going to say with who, but let's just say that they were like an incredibly high profile person. And I was like, oh my God, like this could actually be my like chance to get my version of my story out. But he, he said, get your panties out of a wad to me. And I just like said like, Hey, like, I am trying to survive as a server in Los Angeles and I'm taking my time to review your script. I have friends who are art historians. We've been discussing it. I'm already coming up with a concept. Like this is effort that I'm giving and I'm not being compensated for it. So I was like, you don't get to talk to me like that. And he 
essentially said that I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to make it so you can never work with anybody. And I was like, this is whenever I realized, okay, okay, okay. Like this me too, like sex, whatever stuff, like there's something to it. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel in any way, shape or form. This guy did anything inappropriate to me, but like, I will be spoken to in a way that I can understand. And that's fair. If you start saying derogatory things towards me, I'm going to be like, Hey, that's not going to help me here. If you want me to do this for you, then, and you can't pay me right now for whatever reason, despite the fact that like, clearly you can, because I just. You've described, I think almost every interaction I've ever had within the confines of Southern California. I have fallen in love once though. Like it was a polyamorous situation, but like, and there was no sex involved and I don't even know if the individual was gay, but like it was real. Like, I mean, it's interesting in just a year's time, I'm approaching my year and my idea is to take all the footage that I've been documenting over the past year and create like a, this was my first year in LA experience. And there's like videos of me crying at the restaurant I work at. There's videos of me like being stoned dancing in the park in the middle of the night in my underwear. Like I actually, <laughs> I can look back on the year of my life and I've lived in three different I remember like, that video. places. Yeah. There's, there's tons of stuff. Like, I mean, man, I'm sure that there could be an entire horror film based off of the, just the stuff on your doggy camera or whatever. Cause whenever I get stoned and I'm running around in my underwear, like I don't, I'm in a whole other world. Like I'm just trying to wrestle my body back into this one, whatever. I know that makes little sense absolute sense to me because that's my life too (laughs) psychically i'm doing yoga to like yoke the body to the mind and i did it every day for five years to the degree that now my body yoga is my practice like yoga is why i've been standing this entire video because what bothers me about yoga in in america is that there are like multiple parts of yoga that are the body, the mind, the lifestyle, the way you treat yourself, the way you interact. And America's only marketed the profitable one, which is the one that could sell pants and mats. Well, I was just going to say the thing that I really love about yoga is the mats yoga and pants. pants. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have yoga is... pants or my sister's old right, right. Pants, at least. But I guess they do. Oh, you're talking about on women. Well, they like. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, what yeah, I'm I, saying is, that's when what you I was talking this, about. Yeah. When you go I'm into just, the, yoga... I had to be a straight man for a few seconds. Sorry. <laughs> when you go into the yoga experience, they want to sell you products, and they want to teach you only the one that they can sell you products. They don't teach you how to, you know, like live your life in conjunction to other people, how to eat right, how to make your body healthy. This is a a gift from one of my dear friends, who is a fantastic yoga teacher. Um, Meditations oh. from the mat, daily reflections on the path of yoga. I'm going to have to buy that right now. Rolf Gates and Katrina Kenson. So, I mean, I don't know. The reason that I'm sharing this is because I, someone who really, I believe, is trying to bring all those aspects of yoga. Her name is Jules Forrester. She is a friend that I made in Austin. And let's just say we may or may not have gone on many a psychedelic adventure through the universe may or may so. not come on may or that's like, may that's not. like the cia saying well, we neither cannot confirm, confirm nor, nor deny, deny. <laughs> exactly because here in california i'm allowed to talk with a little bit more ease like for instance i have been smoking flour openly and on my profile publicly since i moved here i couldn't do that in oklahoma oh, i couldn't no. do that in texas because i value the reputation of my family. I value the reputation of 
you know, my, my ability to work like drug testing certainly wasn't happening at Apple when I was a contractor there. But yeah, I'm, man, I, in the past 30 years, I've had a great deal of life experiences and I know that I'm very equipped to solve problems, but it seems like not many people are really doing much of anything. And it's a little maddening because what have I done today? I went on a date. I, I submit to jobs. I met someone for a potential room. I, Ooh. I cooked myself a like dish. I sauteed some kale. Um, did I go to the grocery store today? I don't know. I made some business cards out of trash I found on the side of the road. Um, I've, what else have I done? What else have I done? Many things, many, many other things I'm sure, but like all in a span of one day, like there's, we have power, we have vitality. I don't know how to direct mine much better until I start getting into community partnerships with people is what it feels like. I can, we can build higher together. I know that I'm valuable, but I really don't need much more to actually be okay outside of just like people that love me, people who want to do life with me. Like that communal sense is what feels like is missing. So you heard that little scream people. We need to get more community for Caleb to enjoy. Well, and also for happy little screams. Like the idea is that the idea is that you really can, there's a power in cohesion. There's a power in synergy when we're all, we're all doing things together. Like, is my podcast really worth sharing to thousands and millions of people? Well, I don't know, but my God, like, well, the real maybe question, I'm going to try. The real question isn't, um, should you share it? The real question is, do you enjoy doing it? Because something like this, you don't make money off of this for a very long time. I think in the, technically we've been doing this for two and a half years now, no, two years because we had a podcast before this and we've made a total of $9 off of our podcast. And I mean, sure. When you, when you look at the fact that we put out 42 episodes out of the 60 some odd that we recorded last year. Um, and each Man. one of our episodes is, you know, between an hour and two hours, not to mention the time that goes into the research when we do movies, like the movies that we have to watch and then all the editing time and everything like that's a lot of time and effort to be putting into something if you don't enjoy it. So what no. is your what are your strategies? Because my I enjoy clear... it. That's my strategy. Well, but like, what are your strategies to market yourself better? That's that's what oh. it comes down to to me. Because what if well, what if it's just that my opinion isn't valuable enough according to the universe, and that is the reason why it's not being shared? Is because literally the universe doesn't want to hear it. But people you... don't want to hear what I have to say. If that's you, just as possible if you enjoy doing it what does it matter like to well, be honest we have we, we've had a few episodes that um like there, there was one string of time we went from having like 15 to 20 people that were uh, listening to our episodes every day to almost a two-month period where we had zero listens we kept doing them though mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I just fucking love talking to Sean. I love talking to new guests, getting to know Aww. people, letting people talk about products and stuff. And, and you know, like there's been a few people on this that um, uh, did a few things that I would have never even have thought about talking about. We had a guy on I, here that hiked the Appalachian Trail. Appalachian oh, that was, I, I enjoyed talking, but wasn't that good of an episode afterwards. <laughs> but it was a, a lot of fun talking to him. It's very like, informative. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, uh, I don't I don't write for money. Like I would love to make money off of my writing, but I write because I have no choice as a creative person. You're like this comes through you and either you close the valve or you open it and let it flow. And I just I am a divine flow of something I cannot control and have no choice over. Yeah, is that true? I that's why I write. I write because the stories just pour out of me like regurgitation just flying well, no, out clearly of my body. you can do it like you're you can get in a flow state and write which is amazing but i'm saying like is it true that you have to because that's what right. i what i i don't know i don't know if it's like i don't feel like i have to do anything like well see but that's 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 the thing though like once you're when when you're in a when you're a creative you have to do something yeah like you feel miserable just, when you stop exactly that's like there there is no meaning to life if you're not creating something and now it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be um like it, it takes many different forms like it could be like for sean it's it's writing um for me it's working on movies um and it's become this podcast like this podcast is a, a creative outlet for me one especially on uh, uh days when or weeks when i'm working uh at, at the lot or something like that and i have no other time like getting on here and talking to Sean and coming up with topics and then putting it all together. Like that's maybe three hours of my time or whatnot um, on a, on a, a like a, a just bullshitting uh, day. We're, we're at but about the, two hours this time. Yeah. But the point, but the point is like, I need to do that. Like if I'm not creative, I'm a fucking miserable prick. Oh yeah. I need to create something at some point at some time. It's like a yeah. pimple that needs lanced. It just builds and builds until you release. Yeah. Well, but is it, is that, okay. So when you say you need it, so what I'm, what I'm hearing is there's like this energy that's inside of each of you. Please correct me if I'm not understanding, but there's this energy inside each of you that builds, that must be shared. It must be exuded. And, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, why is that happening? Like, why are you, why is the energy building? Where is it coming from? What is the source of that? Like, what is inspiring that? That's where my mind is going. I don't, it isn't necessarily that you have to do that specific thing to let that energy glow or to feel better, but like, maybe, maybe you do, but um, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to prove what you guys are saying as true it just seems like a belief and maybe it's true and maybe that's why I haven't figured out how to like sit still or whatever it is because for whatever reason I haven't um learned this skill that you guys have to release whatever this energy is like uh... yeah but you do it you do it in your own way like everybody has their own way of doing it and and for you um I, I know you're, you're, you've been struggling with a lot of this stuff, and I think you focus your energies in a lot of different places, which might also be why uh, you have a little bit of a struggle, like focusing on like writing or something like that, because every single day you were here, you were, you, you did, you, you did the yoga and I, I mean, you could see it in just your, your person when you're doing stuff like throughout the day, you're meditating. So you're, you're constantly focusing your energy in a direction and meditating and and uh doing those things that is a creative energy it might not be an outwardly focused creative energy but you're constantly trying to create reflect and examine 
what's inside. And that, that in itself is a creative energy. Now, do you think that you could go a month without doing that, without doing any of that? Well, you mean, but to me, it's just energy of like body maintenance or cooking or getting to work or, um, and then there's periods where it's like, okay, I'm checking my dating app messages or I'm fielding emails or trying to see if an old person wants me to make another video for them. And then realizing that, oh, this new job application is offering me a job, but it's for a plastic surgeon. And then I really look, tune in and I listen to my body and it's like, it's probably not something I want to give energy to because when I was looking at their brand, it was basically like saying that people's noses were wrong. And I'm like, but they smell just fine. And I just, I just, I want people to feel empowered to do what they want to their, with their bodies. It's not that, but I'm just like, I can't give creative energy to this. And I just respond back like, thank you so much for the opportunity. I just don't feel like I'm in alignment with this, but like, because my principles are what's, what's keeping me sane. So I can't let them go. But I'm wondering if that, that's that like grasping on to principles is what's keeping me from entering this flow state that you guys are talking about where it's just like the words just come out. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I'll tell you this, any moment that I sit still or I'm not doing anything, I am thinking of plot lines. I'm creating characters. I'm building worlds and I can't stop it. I'm a daydreamer and I live in the clouds and I have tried painting, drawing, I've done stop motion animation, I've done film work stuff, dancing, poetry, music, whatever I can get my hands on to express it. Writing's easy because all you need is just something to write with and you just write. But everything else costs money. It's frustrating. Could you, could you, could you try the Vipassana thing? Like, could you go do the monk thing or do you have too many responsibilities I, to get I 10 days? I have a lot of responsibilities, but I would love to. I my, part of my at my phase. I've reached forty years of age, and it, from here out, all I would love to do is live an aesthetic life. To abandon the material possessions, to give in to just meditation, and you know, I would love to just run off to a temple or a monastery of some form. But I have children. I have three children to take care of. Yeah, that that is well. If you're on the plane with the Dalai Lama. And he was asked, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And he's like, why are you looking at me? Do you see the mother over there? <laughs> like, he was just like, what are you talking about? Like, my life's pretty chill compared to other people's. I didn't opt to have children because I didn't feel that it was necessary. And I would encourage the truly powerful beings on this planet, which are females who are capable of carrying a child to term, to realize that the keys to the future are in between your legs. You get to decide, and it is only your choice, what to do, how many children to have, and pretty much all the compelling scientific evidence that I have collected over the past decade says that one or zero is probably the best move for the species. But that doesn't mean I'm not a child of five, and I love all my siblings dearly, and they must also succeed, but woo, the universe is complicated. See, I agree with that until we actually uh, dominate space travel, because we are going to need a huge navy. Okay to defend ourselves when uh, these aliens realize we're going to try to manifest destiny, the uh, universe, and they get pissed off about it. So we're going to need lots of chicken for the fodder. What's that line in Fight Club where he's like, the, the planets will be named and conquered by Microsoft and Cola? Oh, that's Pepsi yeah. and stuff. Well, not anymore. Now it's going to be Pfizer and Moderna. Oh, yeah. 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 Microsoft brings you this galaxy. Um, Caleb. 
Uh, anything that you would like to promote? I know you have a business um, and then you mentioned your podcast. Um, go ahead and uh, mention those things again. Let people know where they can find those. So yeah, just go to whatever search engine. Um, Google's the one who probably knows the most of my dirty secrets and type in salve of serpents or salve of serpents and you should see my Instagram. You maybe find my website or you can book a session directly. I have my current calendar auto-synced. So if I have availability, you can book it. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I... I don't think that my content is particularly valuable on its own. So I have what's called the sun and the seventh house in astrology, which means the big light in my life is in significant contracts and partnerships. So anyone who makes a contractual arrangement with me is going to have all of their demons inspired to change. Like that's essentially what the chart, my chart says about me. And I would like to know what everyone's chart says about everyone because it's such a fun game. You do have to pay me for it, though, at least right now, until I can find a way to exist on, like, some kind of princess pedestal. And maybe I will achieve that. As you deserve it. You definitely deserve it, Caleb. I'm, uh, I'm going to make sure to send get the links uh, for you, Tim, for both meditations from the mat, uh, daily reflections on the path of yoga and the prophet and other works by Kelo uh, Garan. And also you mentioned... Um, Vipassana, 10-day hey. Vipassana courses for free. I don't know if they're doing them right now because of the pandemic, but actually they did do one recently because one of the servers I worked with at the restaurant actually got to go, which was wow. really cool. So nice. they are doing it, but I don't know. Just definitely please plug them because I think I owe them my life. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. Oh. An absolute pleasure. Yeah, Caleb. I mean, I know we Likewise. talked about this. I'm very, very glad that we were able to actually put this together. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Thank you kindly. You have you have a wand that I've used, don't you? I, I have a wand right next to me, actually, but you meant Tim. Yeah, no, I, think I, have, I left a wand. Here. Yeah, you left a wand here for me. Um, and I, I meant to uh, ask you about that over Thanksgiving. It's, I, I, I'm gonna leave a wand with everyone I live with. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> a little, little magical remnant. I love Enchant it. Enchant everyday objects. That's what I would say. To, to for, like, uh, for my wand, I used a rubber knife, uh, which means that it looks threatening, <laughs> but it's really just a softy, just like me. Aww. <laughs> My AirPods just reached 0%. That's hilarious. Perfect timing. That's perfect. Well, hey, uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to the Happy Little Streams podcast. If you like what you heard, please uh, like, subscribe, and share. Definitely share because everyone who listens to our podcast helps make this a uh, better podcast and helps us continue uh, making it. And until next time, keep those screams loud and happy. Are you going to go? Namaste. <laughs> that's it for today's episode if you like what you heard please share like and subscribe every new listen helps make this podcast better until next time keep those screams loud and happy Dave this conversation can serve no purpose anymore goodbye